So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, intelligent, very hardworking Disney New Year loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Yes, thank you, honey, and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We are recording this episode in the new year on Sunday, January 1st, 2023. Happy, happy new year. Happy 23, yes, everybody. Exactly. Woohoo. Hope you all had a very wonderful New Year's Eve and had some fun and enjoyment as you rang in the new year. Yes. And hopefully it was safe and mm -hmm. uh, you had some good times. You had some fun, but in a safe way. But uh, hopefully we're looking forward to 2023 and uh, for a lot of health and happiness right. and prosperity for you and your entire family. Yes. And we have some of our listeners who are actually at Disney World now celebrating the new year and we wish all of you a very fun and happy time there and safe travels home. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to all our Disney adventures in 2023 yeah. which as you know we'll be sharing with you many <laughs> many times over uh, coming up here. We've got lots of stuff planned and we will yeah. get to that as we progress through the new year. For very, sure. good. very good. Very <laughs> good. Very good. Thank you for joining us today. I know it's been the holidays, so I probably fitting in some of these episodes. It's been difficult to get to it. Hopefully you'll you'll binge just later if you haven't gotten right. to our episodes recently. Totally understandable. We don't feel like you should 
fill your holiday break with us. I mean, if you want to, that's great, but we don't feel like that's necessary. But we hope you get a chance to catch up on our shows because we had some good ones. Yeah. Last week, Soul Duo joined the show again. It was really, really good. Right. Very exciting to have them back with us. And uh, yeah, great way to have a, a fun Christmas episode. For sure. For sure. And we hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. We hope uh, the new year, as we've already stated, is going to be a wonderful one for you. And we are just looking forward very much to being a part of your journey through 2023. Right. Right. Um, Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. We are also on social media. You know... We all need a little more positivity in our life. Today's show is all, as all our shows are, is going to be all, be all about positivity. Right. Um, we are kind of that oasis, not only for podcasts, but we kind of find that on social media yeah. as well for positivity. <laughs> so please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. We are kind of making a resolution to do more with our YouTube channel in the coming year. So you're going to want to subscribe to that. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures podcast, then hit subscribe. And you'll know whenever we start doing those new videos. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com. Right. Let us know uh, what you think of the show or if you have any questions you know when i know i say this every i like a broken record you know but if there's any topics you'd like us to cover we'd love to hear from you we would um we are always looking for new interesting topics we want to know what you want to hear us talk about in the coming year uh so please hit us up this is as good a time as any as we start the new year as we start filling out our calendar michelle always does a good job of filling out our calendar with upcoming topics it may shift from time to time but um we do love having that set out for us and your ideas definitely inspire us exactly for sure for sure now before we get into this week's show Show, we always like to look at the week that was. Again, we're not going to look back the whole year that was. Well, we, I guess we are actually impartially in this episode, but not our favorite things from this year. Right. But we are going to look at our favorite things from the week that was because, hey, there is always positivity in every week. And I think this was a great yes. positive week that was some wonderful stuff. So we're going to take a look back at that with my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she has the best list. <laughs> she does the best research. And Please. she almost always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? All right. Well, um, I do have a favorite thing. But before I get into that, and I just didn't know where to mention this, but I, I felt really, as I listened to um, one of the recent um, Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. Mm, um, Frank and Jen. Frank and Jen, yeah. I I wanted to, um, you know, send accolades to to them on their year in review, parts of one and two. Um, But I really wanted to point out, and I couldn't think of another place to put it in our episode. So I'm going to say it here, and then I'll go into our my favorite thing, if that's sure. all right. Sure. <laughs> so I just want to say, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but, um, you know, we love both of their episodes, but ep- their first year in review, you got to listen to it till the end um, because they have a guest with the most wonderful story. And um, I'm going to try not to get choked up, but Scott and I were listening to it together in the car going on uh, out on some errands and everything. And I was tearing up like crazy. It was just such an enormously warm, fun 
wonderful story. So uh, if you haven't listened to Theme Park Thursday's Year in Reviews episodes, do that. And so. as they always say, they're bingy. Yes, so, right. Uh, definitely go check <laughs> them out. Um, check out all their shows. Subscribe to them. You don't want to miss out on their content. Uh, we love the Dillos, Frank yes. and Jen. Um, they've been guests on our show. We've been guests on their show. And um, they're, they're, they're just great Disney creator people. Definitely, definitely. Sure. So anyways, I digress. So my favorite thing of this week, though, like you said, there were a lot of them. Um, you know, but being the holidays, I think that's the, the key here for picking my favorite thing. And that was um, having an opportunity to spend New Year's Eve with my sister and brother-in-law. Um, you know, I don't know if we've done that before other than when we were kids, um, but it was just an amazing opportunity and evening. And now that we're in Florida and, and they live in Florida part of the year, uh, we're looking forward to many more New Year's Eve celebrations together. Right. And I know that I never have had the opportunity. You obviously right. growing up had that chance when you were younger, but it has been many, many, many yeah. years being on opposite coasts that we've had the chance to spend not only a New Year's Eve, but also Christmas, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, some time That's with right. them on Christmas. And it was just so nice to having um, other family involved. And we also got to spend some time kind of you know, virtually with my family in the right. West Coast. Um, and obviously, we miss them dearly. Um, wish we could spend uh, the holidays with them this year, but we're looking forward to doing that again in the future. Just uh, the timing didn't work out right. with us being able to travel. Thank goodness, because boy, travel. Oof. I feel for all of you that oh, had to travel yes, on this holiday yes, season. Yes. Hope you made it through that okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really, really, really nice holiday, despite the fact that I had to work both I days for know. Christmas. But I did have New Year's off, though. Yes. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. So what was your favorite thing of the week? Um, I have several things, um, including what you were just discussing mm-hmm. that was probably my my number one thing but i have a couple other things um finally the release on disney plus of encanto from the hollywood bowl yes. totally enjoyed that that was awesome you know we love that movie um and we know especially we love the music and that was just all focused on uh, the music of that even though they didn't have in the whole cast there they had most of them yes. and uh it was just they they did it really well it was a lot of fun we've seen shows we saw the night before christmas mm-hmm. from the hollywood bowl so we know how fun it can be to be out there and uh it looked like everybody was having just a great time yeah yeah i mean it, it did remind us of when we've been out there and like oh, i wish we could be out there again but it was really the best seat in the house for sure doing it through disney plus so yeah that was that that was probably my other thing i mean i had a couple other things too you know strange world right. i'm finally catching that on disney plus was great too but um that was it was just it was a good time it was a good week so yeah a lot of fun things for sure so uh, but let's go ahead and head into this week's show. I have lots of stuff for you this week, including a blockbuster film reached a huge milestone this just this week. We'll tell you about that. And a legend will be remembered in a documentary set to hit Disney Plus in a few months. We'll tell you who that is and what that's all about as well. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. week's main topic obviously even though this is the first day of 2023 we thought we'd take a look back at 2022 you know especially hey we're a disney podcast we're gonna look back at disney in 2022 and we also know 
We are the Disney podcast of positivity. <laughs> so we're going to look back at what we feel Disney got right in 2022. Yeah, I mean, we know and we'll acknowledge uh, we understand and experience some things that, you know, may not have been as cherished as some other things. But we, like Tom said, we're, we want to really just focus on what were the magical elements? What were, were the pixie dust parts of what Disney did and Disney did right that, you know, helped everybody have a great time? Sure. And of course, all this is subjective. What we feel sure. something that Disney did right, you right. may feel like it was a complete fail. You know, yeah. I mean, that's totally fine. This is just our list. Your list may be different. And we're going to kind of go through the months and uh, tell you some things that we really liked that Disney did over the past year. Uh, I'm going to have a right. list of some things. Uh, mostly I got mine, I'll have to admit, out of my Disney Stories of the Week notes from the year. So there may be some things that I miss. Michelle also has some things that she's going to add as well. And there obviously will be. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen during the year. There will be some things we miss. We right. may miss your favorite thing that Disney did. Um, but we're going to try and do our best to fill it out. Yeah. You know, and I like how you say that, you know, being subjective. Um, Justin Monreal, uh, I like how he talks about not saying something is good or bad, but what is your favorite right. thing that you like or what, what, you know, things like that, you know, and so it's a way to remember and appreciate the things that were that were good that brought us joy. Right. And again, like we said, subjective. Yeah, we may list something you're like. What are you talking about that you like that? That was terrible. <laughs> totally get it. It's all what you feel is right. No, there's no right or wrong answer right. here. Is what you enjoy and what you think is something that was good or something that you think was a total failure. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, we just want, we share what we thought were good and then we kind of reminisce about the year that was. Right, right. And actually how we approached the lists, I think was very different. Um, I, I don't think I have quite as much, but... Um, I also looked at what were some of the things, not just things that were good, like that, that return that hadn't been discontinued okay. during the pandemic, but things that um, either were brand new or as they were brought back, had some pluses, as Walt would there say, you or, See. you know, made it be made it better. That's good because I don't think I had as many returning things Ooh. on my list of okay. stuff. So it'd be good that you'll be able to fill those out as we move through right. here. So let's go ahead and start all the way back one year ago in January of 2022 as we go through what Disney got right in 2022. Uh, I'm going to start right off the bat that it was right at the end of 2021 that Disney moved Encanto to Disney Plus. Oh, After yeah. it didn't do exactly great in the theater, just didn't resonate completely hit Disney Plus, and then when it reached 2022, that's why that's on this list, that's when it took right, off. Yeah. Uh, it got onto Disney Plus and mostly uh, brought about, I think, because of the music. We were just talking right. about that a little bit ago on uh, you know, Encanto from the Hollywood Bowl, um, how much we love the music. And it just drove that to become a major smash mm -hmm. hit on Disney Plus. Right, right, yeah. You know, and it's funny with that movie, you know, when we first saw it, it wasn't, an enormous like oh I love that you know it was like oh that was good you know and it was entertaining but and I don't know if it was just till we got used to the music listening to the music more or it might be one of those movies depending on what mood you are in that's what I guess any movie you know and when we saw it there was some weird things going on in our lives at the moment and so um it's great to see that 
the music did live on and really brought a lot of people to really enjoy it. Right. I think what we found with Encanto is that we watched it once. The first time we watched it was on our Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, it's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. We watched it again afterwards and we're like, you know what? I really like that. Yeah. It's really good. And then we saw it like the third time. I think when the third time we watched it hit, it right. was like, that is a really, really good movie. We really like right. it. The music is fantastic. It's also driven, like we did an episode based on it, kind of discussing mm-hmm. the, and breaking down the entire film. It's our most downloaded episode of all time. It's not even close. Yeah. It's like far and away the most right. downloaded yeah. episode of all so time. Funny. Um, that just shows how much that movie resonates with more than just us, with other people right. out there exactly. as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting because the, like you said, the first time we saw it we actually saw it in a theater mm-hmm. you know type of uh, venue and yet it was even watching it on disney plus that we learned right. to love it more and now we we dearly love it yeah. it is a great film uh it, it was inspired of course we talked about the music uh eight songs from Encanto hit the Billboard Hot 100, eight wow. songs off wow. that soundtrack. Um, <laughs> that's Taylor Swift almost yeah. numbers, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Um, the album spent 15 weeks at number one. Nice. 15 weeks at number one. Uh, there were two songs that hit the Billboard Hot 100 top 10 surface pressure, which mm-hmm. uh, peaked number eight. And of course, we don't talk talk about about Bruno, Bruno. (laughs) which was number one for five weeks. Five weeks at number one. It was crazy. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who needs to come on our show in 2023. (laughs) um, He was named the Hot 100 Songwriter of the Year, by the way. So this kind of extended into February. You know, I mean, obviously that many weeks on the the Billboard charts um, extended into February. But in March, uh, that film also won the Academy Award for the best oh, animated yeah. film. Right, so right, right. Uh, just a, a big year, just to kick off a wonderful year for Disney with Encanto doing so well on Disney Plus and on the music charts. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, that was all I had for January. Did you have anything else I really for didn't have anything for January. Um, my list really started at February. Um, and, and I have to admit, I'm glad you brought up the, the film because that was the other thing is I really didn't focus on... Um, Films or Disney Plus. Mm, okay, I got um, a few things because I, 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 again, I thought that you were covering that, and um, so good, yeah, good. I didn't actually have much from February either, so I was more like the chart, you know, Encanto mm. songs hitting the charts and doing really well in February. What do you have from February? So I have a couple things for February. Um, one was a return of some of the Enchanted extras. Um, you know, like Magic Kingdom, they they added on the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Animal Kingdom added on several. Um, and, and I one guess that we did, as a matter right. Of fact. I was going to yeah. say selfishly, I guess I added this one because we did the wild Africa track that they, um, brought back and it was just an amazing, an amazing experience that we would highly recommend to, to folks to, if you're thinking about it is to give it a try. Um, we also talked about it in, in one of our episodes. So you can go back and, and listen to that. And we totally do it again. It yeah. was not enjoyable that right. we would do it again. Right. Um, the other thing I have for February is that they really launched that celebrate soulfully. Mm. Um, I don't like things. <laughs> um, so, you know, they started it with, uh, in honor of black history month, mm-hmm. but you know, it, and it started with, you know, first having Disney chefs develop some, um, dishes that really highlighted the ingredients that, you know, were rooted in either Africa or black American history. And, and they just kept expanding it to other things. And in fact, 
they created, um, you know, part of on their website, a link on their Walt Disney World website um, that really they've kept up to date throughout the year. So, you know, it, it has recipes there. So if you want to try some of these tasteful dishes for yourself at home, I found one that I thought for sure we have to try. Ah. Um, it gave tips on pairings of, um, you know, drinks with some of these foods or, you know, especially considering some of the, um, again, some of the, the spices and herbs that are used. Um, cast members shared some of their personal experiences or you know what is soulful to them and and how it links within the company um and and then some updated lists of dishes that you can find of food throughout the resort mm -hmm. so um I, I just love that they kept that up to date and you know it's it's really well put out and and you could they have categories and and things like that and and i thought you know, um, I know they, you know, were, you know, giving a nod to the movie Soul as well. But I just thought it was, you know, with the whole concept of inclusion and everything, um, that this was really well done. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated it. I, I loved hearing some, you know, reading some of the stories. Um, but like I said, you know, some of the recipes and, and, and I noticed some dishes that I, at the throughout the resort that I might not have thought about. I mean, yes, you can think of, okay, in um, Animal Kingdom Park, you're going to probably find some of those dishes, but they're in other resorts and, you know, obviously in Disney Springs too, but um, some things that you might want to venture to try out that you might not think of, hey, they have this there, you know. Very so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is really cool. It's a good to point out that that, that went on and yeah. was very enjoyable. Um, and looking forward to, I think they're going to continue that on into 2023. And yeah. looking forward to checking that out more exactly. in the coming year, for sure. So very nice. Thank you. Very nice. So uh, anything else from February? No, I think that's where I captured February's okay. uh, points. Yeah. So, well, we already touched on March a little bit. So let's continue on into March. And you know, we talked about Encanto, which... Mm -hmm. Winning the Best Animated Film uh, Academy Award. Well, all in all, uh, Walt Disney Company won six Academy wow. Awards, uh, including a Best Supporting Actress victory for Ariana DuBose, of course, for mm -hmm. her turn as Anita yeah. in West Side Story, Amazing. which was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we really loved that movie as yeah. well, and uh, she was spectacular within it. Right, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She embodied that that uh, film, that movie. Yeah. yeah. So very, very good. Uh, also, now this is going to be one of those ones where some people are going to be like, is this the best thing or one of the good things that came out of? <laughs> this is going to be a questionable one. But uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser began welcoming mm -hmm. guests in March of 2022 for two-night journeys to a galaxy far, far away. And then, you know... Uh, no matter what you think about it, um, from what we've heard, even though the price is very, very high, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, that probably rules a lot of people out there and will right. may, may never get the chance to sail uh, aboard the Halcyon, um, everybody who's been on it that we've heard reviews from right. says it's spectacular and yeah. very enjoyable. And, right. You know, whether it's worth the price is completely up to you. It's uh, talking about subjective. That right. is totally subjective. Um, but we have heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, and, and I think, you know... Um, part of things and when we had the interview with Nate that you know there is technology that is utilized throughout the experience um, and that Disney is really careful to avoid spoilers mm -hmm. so that people who you know plan to come on can um, really experience that um, in a very new and fresh way to them so that I think that's part of the issue is that people not hearing 
what some of these extra activities are because they are keeping it secret for people is then you think it, it doesn't hold as much to go to it for the price. But like you said, what we hear from reviews, people are like, yes, um, it's expensive, but it, it gives you a lot. Right. And so I think that's probably a real marketing challenge for Disney to be able to keep, you know, secret the things that people want to have as a as a new experience but make people who are considering it know that it's going to be right value exactly um i mean like i said the talk about totally subjective mm -hmm. i mean there's going to be a lot of people that will never ever see that as a value right. and pay that price it doesn't matter what they offer on, right, on right. board there it just it won't be worth that price and totally get it that's yeah. if that's way the way you feel totally understandable you know it's it's all what you enjoy what you have perceived value right, for right. and if it if it if it fits within your world then great then you know you should go on it if it doesn't that's fine too totally understandable yeah but, i mean um, it, i know we're excited to do it at some point. right right i mean you could look at that with most anything even if it's not quite that same level of expense but you know i i know like with victoria and albert for example mm -hmm. that some people might feel there is never a need to pay that much money for food you know, or mm -hmm. like on the Disney cruise with um, Remy's um, and now Enchanté that it's like, hey, and, and I can see that. And I, and I could argue both ways, too, that, yeah, that's a lot of money for for, you know, a few hours of eating food. Yeah. Um, but for other people that that's, it, it's, it could be such a special experience, you know, even if, especially like if they link it to a celebration or something like that and say it was well worth the money. So yeah, we're, you know, we're not trying to judge here whether something really no. is a value or not. It's just, is it something that does bring fun, does bring joy to people? And I think, um, you know, the Galactic Star Cruiser definitely brings joy yeah. to people. Again, I think that we get too many people get too involved in what other people do with their money right. and everything. Yeah. And they like, look, just because it doesn't, isn't worth it to you doesn't mean it isn't worth it to somebody else. Yeah. And that, if you enjoy that, that's more power to you. Right. Right. We're all for everybody having a good time. Right. Know, exactly. In a safe and healthy way. For yeah. sure. So uh, anyway, um, the only reason we haven't gone on Galactic Star Cruiser yet is because of that price tag. Yeah. So know that we know it's expensive and it's not going to be easy for us that whenever we do it. Right. But I do think we're going to try and save up those pennies and eventually get on yeah. there and check it out for right. sure. Um, and if, by the way, if you want to hear more about it, definitely Michelle mentioned it already. Go back to that episode where we had Nate, mm -hmm. uh, you know, our favorite authorized Disney um Disney vacation planner. Yeah. I got to get that right um, <laughs> because he, uh, you know, discusses it at length and right. uh, it, it is really and interesting. And it's a spoiler free. He yeah. doesn't yeah. spoil if you're looking to go on, on that. But if you're on the fence about it, um, that yeah. may drive you one way or the other. Right. For sure. So uh, moving on also in March of 2022, Disneyland Paris kicked off its 30th anniversary mm. celebration. Everything about it looked spectacular. I just wish we could have gotten out there right. for it. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case while that's still going on. But it looks like they really did it right. Yeah, definitely. And again, when we talk about technology, the the new use of drones for their um their evening show it looked spectacular um some of the obviously merchandise but even just some of the the foods and things like that and and i'm sure it had to be a challenge because they were you know also competing against the worldwide celebration of disney world's 
50th anniversary. So. Right. And then right before the Disney 100, you right, know, it's kind yeah. of in that in-between area right, exactly. right there. But um, it really looked like from the merchandise to the many events that they had scheduled, every time I saw one, I was like, oh, I wish we could get out there and I check know, it out for I ourselves. Know. But just this year, as you know, lots of stuff went on for us this year that it right. was impossible to make that to make those plans. Sure. Yeah. And, it, you know, just what they're doing with the parks and, and their resorts and how they're, you know, really... Um, making some great, substantial, fun changes to their resorts. Um, it looks like that is a great vacation destination. Yeah, we're still uh, talking about possibly making a journey back out there in 2025, right. uh, possibly for our 20th wedding anniversary. Right. Um, somewhere, at least to celebrate that, may not be exactly on our anniversary, but to celebrate somewhere around that time. Yeah. So. Um, they're going to have a lot of their new lands open and everything. And we're looking forward to checking out Disneyland yeah. Paris because it's been a while since we've right, been there. Right, right. And that they're doing the Run Disney event there too. Yeah, oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah I know. I know. I'm bored, so. For sure. Uh, so, you know, that was great stuff. Uh, did you have anything else for March? I did have for March. So in March is when Disney began providing uh, uh, the new pixie dust for guests staying at their deluxe, deluxe resorts and deluxe villas. And that is the extended evening theme park hours. And so, you know, that's on select nights, mainly Mondays and Wednesdays. Sometimes they swap out a day during the week. Um, they have some additional late hours to give guests the opportunity to go to some of those attractions late in the evening when it's not as crowded. Um, typically, Mondays, Epcot is open um, for, again, deluxe resort guests from 9, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Um, and the great thing about that is at 6 p.m., you have an additional opportunity to get in the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And then on most Wednesdays, Magic Kingdom is open from 10 p.m. to midnight. Um, so I thought that was something that they did right. Uh, they continued it now into 2023. They've already on their website posted, you know, what the dates are there. Like I said, sometimes they use a Tuesday or Thursday. Um, so if you're planning a trip, you can check out the schedule to see uh, what they have there. But that to me was um, something we had talked about they had moved away from some of the benefits of being a resort guest. And so it was nice to see that they're adding some things in now. And, and this I thought was like special. I mean, you can pay for ticketed events for evening things, mm -hmm. but this is free. And so I, I thought that was pretty spectacular that they added that yeah in. You're, you're paying a high price to stay in those deluxe resorts and deluxe villas right so, um yeah it's nice that they have that available for you if you are going to right. you know shell yeah. out whether it be through dvc or whether it be uh, through actual cash right um for those uh those rooms that you get that benefit also and remember if you're staying at any disney resort you also can get into the parks a half hour before rope drop right. for everybody yeah. else right take advantage of that if you want to yeah, get on some of these yeah, attractions. that's every day, yeah, that's you know, every day. for every park. And so. That, yeah, so um, definitely if you can get the family rustled up and out there that yeah. early, uh, take advantage of getting out there early. Yeah, I, the evening hours to me is a gr really great benefit for people who can't do the rope drop. You know, like if you're, and I speak for myself, if you're one of those people that, yeah, you can do it, but it's not something you look forward to, but you want to still have that advantage mm -hmm. of having some, um, time in the parks when it's a little less crowded, you know, or get your night owl on or whatever. Um, it's just a different fun way to experience the parks. Too. Yep. 
Agreed. Agreed. So that's good. Uh, anything else from March? Uh, no, I think that's what I can I didn't really have anything from April either. Do you have anything from April? I do have from April. So um, in April, going over to the West Coast now, Disneyland, um, they brought back the Disneyland Forever Fireworks. But what was really great was also the Main Street Electrical Parade yes. return there. Um, you know, and it was also to celebrate the 50th anniversary of that parade, which is just really hard to believe to me that after five decades, it's still so popular, still so beloved. Um, I know we really are sad to be missing it. Um, I think the, the thing I really liked about this is the plus on this was that they um, revised and had a new grand finale. And so, mm -hmm. and it wasn't just like one little flow. It was a lot of things. And, and so, um, they, they brought together, they used the theme togetherness. Um, they obviously took inspiration when designing this from the original, the OG parade. Um, but they incorporated a lot of Mary Blair's, you know, especially with the small world portion of the float, um, you know, her iconic art style, um, but they also then brought in some of the newer characters that, you know, kids now that have been watching some of the more current Disney films can have some connection and attachment to that parade. Um, so to me, that was something that was great, uh, a great boost to provide at the park there. Um, in April, they also brought back uh, at the... Um, Disney California Adventure Park World of Color. Mm -hmm. um, and the the thing that they plussed here is that they gave you an opportunity to have virtual cues for where you could go to watch that. Um, I, th I think that made it easier. I, I think we remember, you know, uh, before the pandemic, you used to get a paper. Right. And you'd have to go to the a certain... old paper fast pass. Yes, yeah. you'd have to go to a particular kiosk thing to, you know, scan your your um, passport, your, you know, whether your annual pass or your ticket in to get that. And so being able to do it on the app now, mm -hmm. so much more convenient and love that they have that. Very good. Yeah. Uh, both are fantastic things and not to miss if you're getting to the Disney right. Resort. I mean, obviously, Electrical Parade is is went by the wayside once yeah. again for a while. But um, uh, definitely World of Color is something that you need to check out if you have, get a chance to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that they had like, you know, when they do the holiday versions and mm -hmm. stuff like that, too, to provide some you know, differences. And yeah, the parade goes away and comes back. And I think that's what, you know, it's it's not having it consistent all so that if it's there all the time, then you take it for granted. You're not as interested or, you know, it makes it more special. Right. Or at right. least feel more special. Exactly. It's already pretty special. Yeah. So very cool. Thank so, you. Yeah. Nice. So uh, moving on to May, May was a big month for both star Wars and Marvel mm -hmm. in the Disney universe. Uh, star Wars celebration yeah. uh, finally got back underway after, you know, some, uh, starts and stops, you know, because <laughs> of the pandemic, but uh, it did happen in Anaheim mm -hmm. in May. And also, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi debuted yeah. on uh, Disney Plus uh, right about the same time as Star Wars Celebration. Right. And both were 
It, again, uh, Michelle got the chance to go to Star Wars Celebration for a day. Briefly, this was yeah. when we were in the midst of the move out here, so uh, I did not get to go. But uh, it looked like it was just a phenomenally fun time as and positive time yeah, for right. Star Wars fans, as Star Wars Celebration always is. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, I like you said, I I spent one day out there, and I've you know talked to people personally who were there the whole the whole time. You know, I think Disney did it right. I think they provided a lot of great, um, you know, panels and it was, it seemed very smooth, the operation. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was really good. And like you said, a lot of great excitement there. Um, and then, you know, the, the Obi-Wan series, um, it was an amazing series, different, you know, um, but it truly brought to life that backstory Mm -hmm. of what was happening during that period. Um, and it was, you know, really phenomenally put out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really interesting series. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so excited to see it. I really enjoyed it. I know that some people didn't find it as maybe the storytelling as great as they thought they were expecting, but I loved every mm-hmm. bit of it. Um, seeing Ewan McGregor again, uh, back as Obi-Wan. Right. He's so good in that role. I just yeah. love him doing that. And bringing back Hayden Christensen, I thought he was fantastic again, yes. you know, being able to be, um, Darth Vader mm-hmm. and, you know, also Anakin Skywalker right, yeah. a little bit there. Um, I, you know, I mean, it was so good. I was just so happy and it, there were some stories that came out of it. And I think I saw some behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. I think we watched the, um, whatever the it was making the making of, of yeah. um, that brought me to tears because I was just so happy for Hayden Christensen because he got so lambasted by the fan base, yeah. some in the fan base at times for things that weren't completely in his control right. as uh, playing that role of Anakin Skywalker right. in the prequel trilogy. And just for him to come back and be warmly embraced yes. by the fandom. Um, it just, it, it, brought a warmth to my heart and made me very, very happy that that was able to come to fruition. New hope. New hope. Thank you. (laughs) Very well. Sums it up very well. So, uh, Very happy about that. Also, speaking of Marvel, a couple Marvel Mm -hmm. things happened. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness hit theaters, and that was a wild movie. Yeah. For good or bad. (laughs) That was Mm -hmm. something else for sure. Yeah, about different. Yes. Um, But uh, I think we did enjoy that as well. Uh, And then in the parks... That was when Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic mm-hmm. Rewind finally opened up at Epcot. Again, for good and bad, uh, a lot of people love that attraction. Right. I think it's a fantastic attraction. Unfortunately, I just probably can't ride it very much because it makes me a little sick. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, again, uh, you know, listening to the Dillos, you know, Jen describing that, yeah, she did it and never will do it again. And I'm like, yes, sister, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's me too. I did it and I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> I probably wrote it at the worst possible time it was when I was just I was working at the post office I like had a single day off I was exhausted I didn't sleep well the night before like everything about it is like I went into it not necessarily expecting to get a, a boarding group for it we got it went on it. I, I don't think my body was prepared for it. I think if I were prepare for it again, I could do it at some point, but I'm not in a hurry to do it right now because I know what the after effects were. And not that I got like, I threw up or anything, right. but there was, there was some time yeah, where I was like, okay, shaky. I need something to get me back to normal. Here. Right. Yeah. I, um, it's funny. It's one of the, the rare attractions that usually if something is scary, I can close my eyes and, you know, 
just get past it. Um, but I think closing my eyes made it worse. I think not having a point of reference with all the the different angles that the, <laughs> the vehicle puts you in um, made it feel worse. It's it's so funny because I was loving it for about 80, 75 to 80% of it. I was <laughs> loving it. I thought this is great. And then it just, I think it just all caught up to me at the end. If you go back to the episode where I talk about yeah. it, it's like it all caught up to me in like the last 20 to 25% of the yeah. ride. It's like, okay, it's a little too much now. Yeah, your, so. your body was telling your brain something right. couldn't compute. And yeah. it was like, no, I'm not reacting but well I, to this. I think it's phenomenal attraction. If, yes. you're, if your body can handle it um i think it's it's so well done right the cue right. is great and the, the the actual coaster itself is phenomenal um I, I i think it is a definite win for disney yeah for sure yeah definitely agree so uh do you have anything else from may i do so um again going back to the parks and disneyland um that's where the fantasy theater debuted their all new um, adaptation of the Lion King. And that, that's a spectacular venue if you've never been there. Um, it, it's outdoors, um, but there's something about it that feels cozy uh, with the stage. Um, and they do have some spectacular, again, technology, 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 um, but to enhance that storytelling along with the live action characters that are there. Um, so glad to see. I mean, we liked the the what they had the yeah, show Mickey's that they, magical map right. used to be there. If, if, if you've been to Disneyland, you know right. where that theater is. Yeah. And, and that that's wonderful and spectacular. Uh, glad to see that they're, you know, bringing in something new and different. Um, and that, that it was a new edit. It's not like they took something and just plopped it there that had been already. Did. They, they actually developed the show based on what that venue mm-hmm. provided. So I thought that was great. Um, They also included on May 24th, which is National Scavenger Hunt Day, um, that they came up with uh, a fun activity. Um, And so what they provided was a free map, uh, a downloadable with a, this one was related to the Disney Cruise Line hunt called Castaway Key Island Adventure Time Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, we're going to try this out in yeah. a few weeks. Yeah, um, to that. yeah for our Patreons, uh, we'll be sending that document to Ooh. you directly so you don't have to, you, you know, hunt for it and everything. But I thought that was kind of cute that here's a free activity that they're they're giving you um, that you can do it with you know you, yourself or with your family, Your entire kids. family. Yeah, yeah. So thought that was fun that they they developed that. Um, also in Alani, uh, they had the return of Auntie's Beach House, mm-hmm. uh, and and what they plussed with this one, um, I'll tell you about. But first, Alani's during the daytime, so from eight a.m. to two p.m., uh, y- the parents can reserve playtime for their kids to go into a secure children's program. Um, and that then gives the kids some fun time on their own with kids and parents can have some, some downtime. Um, there's two sides to it. One side is, is free that, you know, they'll have some, uh, activities and themed fun that the kids can do for free. There's another side called the, un- the uncle side. Um, that's the free side on the auntie side. They do have one that, that they offer premium activities for, you know, for a fee, but you know, you have your choice there, but what really plus the return of, of this is that they had the addition of evening hours with activities 
that families can do together. Nice. Yeah. So from 4 to 9 p.m., um, they have an assortment of complimentary activities. They do have some premium activities. You want to pay for that, you know, but things like fun things like how to play the ukulele. But I do love that they incorporated something for families to do in the evening. Cause I think sometimes, you know, you get all set up for dinner and everything. And then it's just like, well, what do you do? It's not like you're at a theme park where you can go mm-hmm. into the parks or whatever. So I, I, I thought this was a wonderful plus that they, yeah. they, when they reopened this. For sure. Yeah, we're looking forward. That's another thing we have on our list of things that we want to do sometime yeah. in the near future is get out to Olani. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely on that list, and hopefully we can knock that out within the next couple of years at some point. Yeah. A little bit diff- more difficult than when we were in California. <laughs> it's a little bit farther than right, a trip. Right, <laughs> So funny. We were so much closer to Disneyland Paris now than <laughs> when we used to be. That seemed like such a far trip. Right, yeah. Now trying to get to uh, Hawaii, get to Olani, seems like, boy, that's going to be a long flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think for us, it, uh, waiting till more of the activities mm-hmm. and things were opening up, um, you know, we would be going without little kids and stuff like that. So I think having more opportunities of, of things that we would want to do as adults there. And, for sure. And, you know, and we look and, forward to reporting out what can adults, right. how can adults sh- enjoy Alani. And it's another space we've heard nothing but good things about mm-hmm. going to Alani. Everybody who goes to Alani loves it, loves yeah. it, loves it, loves it. And we can't wait to experience that love ourselves sometime yeah. in the future. So, all right, moving on to June. Mm. June, uh, I've got a couple things for you. Uh, cinematically, one on the small screen, one on the big screen. Okay. Uh, Miss Marvel debuted on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. I think we really enjoyed Miss Marvel. Right. Again, I, one thing we love about these Marvel series is they tend to, like, they, they just, they seem to kind of, strike differently you know they're like they're just they're not they're not the same now right. these different series they they've they go at things in a different way and yet they all find a way to kind of connect with one another right. just like they do in this you know on the actual big screen as well um and this was very comic book oriented mm-hmm. and um it, more of a teenage story and everything and right. we loved miss marvel yeah yeah i the storytelling in there, like you said, was a little bit more unique. We, we love that. We love that had that kind of variety. Um, love the characters. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Yeah, I think that there's you know whether uh, all these series, I think you're gonna like some more than others. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's something for everybody in these Marvel right. series, which is, I, I think is great. And I, yeah, I think, same thing. I think with Star Wars series that are coming out. Sure, you may not like one of these series, but there's gonna be another series coming along. Yeah. that maybe is more your cup of tea, and you're going to enjoy it. So yeah, I love the diversity of it all. Yeah, for mm, sure. Cup of tea. Yes. And how you want tea. I do. Yes, I see. I see. <laughs> also in the theater, Lightyear debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, didn't really do well in the theater. Um, got to Disney Plus. We got to see it and we actually enjoyed yeah. Lightyear a lot. You right. know, it's kind of the story of how Buzz Lightyear the action figure right you know the action figure was based on the character from this movie yes. apparently that andy saw when he was young and that's how he really fell in love with wanting a buzz Lightyear right. action figure um and it, i thought it was a really really interesting story and i i enjoyed it uh I, like i said i don't think it did well enough in the, in the box office but i thought it was pretty good i think we had the advantage of realizing that it wasn't uh, like a offshoot of the a toy, toy. Story. yeah 
of Toy Story, uh, of the toy Buzz Lightyear, that this was more of a backstory of a right. real individual or, you know, movie individual. And so I think having that and therefore we avoided disappointment of mm-hmm. what, what our expectations were. True. And so that's probably, you know, I think what affected a lot of theater goers. Um, at least that's what it seemed like. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I question, you know, you're talking, we're going to talk a lot about what things Disney has done right. Um, you know, and we're positive, but I will talk about one thing that Disney, I think, needs to improve on is mm-hmm. some of their film marketing. I don't yeah. think they're doing a great job marketing their films right, right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that they can step that up a little bit and do a little bit better. Yeah. I think they're missing some opportunities. And, you know, I don't know if it's deliberate lack of marketing for certain things that they're concerned about how they're going to be received or if they just missed the boat. But yeah, there's been some things that we have seen that was like, wow, why wasn't this marketed more or marketed maybe differently to Mm -hmm. attract people to it? We'll see what happens with that coming up here in 2023. But I think that was definitely something that Disney can do better for sure. For sure. Uh, Do you have anything else from June? I do. So, um, I th- the other thing in, in June, there was a couple things that I, I was going to bring out is that they did have uh, on Disney Plus streaming Harmonious Live. Mm, that's right. Um, so, you know, it gave people the opportunity to see the um, nighttime spectacular Harmonious. But the, the thing that made this really special, kind of like what we were talking just a little while ago about the Hollywood Bowl, is that um, this had the songs being performed by a live orchestra and an ensemble of uh, international vocalists. So I, I thought that was pretty special and pretty cool way um, to watch it. We were very lucky and fortunate surprisingly and I know we've mentioned this before when we went to see fireworks show one time and the performers actually came out and sang um so having that that live orchestra and live um singers really makes something so much more special right that was for happily ever after by the way in its first few nights of its uh, original appearance right. at uh, Disney, and we may have a small story about Happily Ever After coming up in the Disney Stories of the Week yeah. uh, a little bit later, so yeah, uh, be prepared for that. Anything else? I do. So they brought back Hoopty Doo Re- Musical Yay! Review in in uh, May, uh, excuse me, in June, and so that was pretty cool. That's at Pioneer Hall in uh, Fort Wilderness. Um, but again, what did they do to plus it? So they brought in new audio and lighting system. Um, and they did some uh, some updates to the script and this and the scenery. They did stay true to the experience that people, you know, really cherish. Um, but uh, a quote from David Moore, who was the stage manager of this, he said, "We had the unique opportunity to really look at the show and take it to the next level for everyone involved." From switching the stage lighting to LED, which is better for the environment, to upgrading the audio for better sound quality, every little update is leading to a better overall experience for our guests and cast. Very cool. Yeah. So, I, you know, again, they didn't just, you know, take something and return it, like open the box and here it is again. They made it better. And I, and I, I can really appreciate the fact that they made it even environmentally better. Right. So, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that they that did that. Very cool. And uh, I'm still yet to have seen the hoop doo wow. review. I know you have, yeah, a couple times, I have not, yeah. uh, but we do have, uh, some possible plans in the hopefully near future, hopefully in 2023, uh, to go check that out with some friends of ours at some point right. for sure. So, very cool. Glad it's back. It's yeah. a classic. It's been there since nearly since, uh, 
you know, Walt Disney World mm-hmm. opened. Right. So, yeah. Um, so happy that it's it's back and right. performing uh, pretty much nightly. Yeah. And, and for those people who are not um, big meat eaters or whatever, it's not a problem. Just let them know. You can let them know when you're booking your reservation. And then again, uh, when you're when you're there at the venue and they have great um, alternative menu items for you. Right. Very cool. Uh, good stuff for sure. So, yeah. Anything else in June? Nope, that's it. All right, let's move to July Woo-hoo. because there was some really cool stuff in July, Disney wise. Uh, and we'll just start with after a bit of a delay, unfortunately, but not too long a delay, but still, Disney Cruise Line's fifth ship, the mm-hmm. Disney Wish, finally began escorting guests across the high seas. Yay. Uh, it looks spectacular. Yeah, with the Disney Wish, uh, I think some of the some really exciting, again, pluses is, you know, the fact that they did change and add new um, theming for their restaurants and, again, bringing in more showmanship of it, more, again, use of technology. Um, not trying to sound too repetitive here, but, you know, um, and, and then creating some magical dishes and stuff like that. I, I, I think it's, again, they didn't just take one of their ships, make it bigger and say it's, this, you know, same but bigger. They, they really kind of added a lot more newer experiences so for people who have gone on and and i'm not you know i I love the i will go back to the older ships and and experience those restaurants but definitely excited to try these new themed restaurants and that they have the first uh you know like roller coaster attraction right you know um on the seas yeah um and we've heard that they've um upped the game on their pirate show. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they really did take something and make it even more exciting, right. more magical. Yeah. I've been trying to dodge spoilers on mm-hmm. most everything with it. And to this point, but I've just heard great things uh, about the, the Disney wish and everything, every experience you can have on right. board. And we're looking forward to it. Our cruise is coming up here. Uh, right here at the, you know, it's, it's less than a, a month away now. Michelle just checked us in just the other night, staying up all hours, <laughs> fighting through, um, web server issues, not on our end, Disney, um, you know, trying to get us checked in, but she got us checked in and we're excited about it. We'll be sailing aboard her, uh, at the end of January mm-hmm. into early February. And of course we'll, you know, tell you all about it as well, what our thoughts are, and of course, spoiler free as well. Right, yeah. So I wonder if we'll ever get out of hyperspace lounge, though. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I know. We'll see. Maybe, well, for dinner at uh, Frozen Night at Arendelle, uh, we'll true. definitely yeah. be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me in the sparkly gown. Be prepared. But yeah, no, they, um, I, I've, like you, tried to avoid some spoilers, but also trying to learn a little bit about it so that. I kind of know what to look for or where to look for things and stuff like that too. So I think I've done a little bit more, um, you know, but just looking forward to some of the activities. uh, We were even watching the making of the, the the creation of the Disney wish or whatever it was on national, Mm -hmm. national geographic the other day. And I had to like close my eyes at parts because I just didn't want to know. Yeah. There's stuff I just didn't want. And not that I thought that they had a lot of spoilers in it, but there there were just the little things that were too close to me that I'm like, I don't want to know. I want to wait. You know, um, I, it made me think back of when um, they had another a similar series about some of the uh, other ships that came out. And 
remember thinking the same thing that, oh, gee, I have a trip planned or we have a trip planned and I don't want to get spoilers. But I think they did a good job of back then, and I'm thinking that for now for this one too, that um, it kind of just gave you enough experience, uh, I mean, enough information to entice you yeah. more. Um, but like in the making of, uh, it made me, for this one, for The Wish, made me appreciate more how much they oh, yeah. provided, for sure. you know, like the fact that, you know, when you're talking about a show within the dining experience, but actually having hired the original actors in some of these right. Marvel movies to, you know, participate in yeah. your dining experience. That was impressive to me. Yeah, that's another thing I can't wait for is that world of Marvel dining experience. Yeah. I'm really excited about yeah. all that. And, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to checking it out. And for right. sure. Right. For sure. So. so. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over at Walt Disney World Resort in July, the Top of the World Lounge reopened to DVC members with a little Disney Villains flair. It's now <laughs> uh, the Top of the World Lounge Villains Lair, which we've been able to experience, and we still love the Top of the World Lounge. Yeah, it's a really unique uh, experience to uh, participate in, uh, even if you're not staying for the fireworks. So, you know, we've done both. We've gone up and been there to be able to go outside at the time of the fireworks and experience viewing them from that location. Um, but we've also just gone in to experience um, the little, top of the world lounge and just loving it as it is. And little food, little drink, little yeah, atmosphere. It's right, all good. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, great to see that come back. And again, they did plus it by at least changing up some things with the theming subtly um, yeah. i we don't they, they'd like you if you didn't see the menu and see the title on right. there you may not notice that it was right. the villain's lair yeah. But, yeah again they i think they did a good blend of having some new things to it but you know some of the things that people loved about the original i, I mean personally that seven layer cake was something we love <laughs> before and so glad that they kept that um you know uh, kept the chandelier kept right. the uh the monorail uh, ba bar back right you know, you know. yeah and i think some you know one of the things again per this is a personal um preference is the table seating that it's mm -hmm. you know all you know normal kind of restaurant lower, style lower yeah tables. lower tables um Not and, high tops right and i also liked um as much as it may feel like an inconvenience, I do like that they um, notify you when you can go in there, you know, like you put your name in and we've never waited more than five minutes, I think, but um, that, and then they seat you. So it's not like, yeah, they're just letting people go and it's standing room only and you got to wait, you know, it would always feel weird to me on both sides, whether I'm kind of standing hovering over tables I waiting for them that. i know it could be a quick service restaurant in a yeah. park i still hate it yeah i, I, I that's why I, I i always hope that we can find an open table right right and so you know before they sat you know the, the before they reopened it um you would go up there and you would have to find a table yourself and it, and again it was like okay if there's no table open you know you got to keep looking at tables who who looks like they're about done who looks like they're gonna be leaving soon or if there was a particular you know booth that you wanted for example are you you know how long are you gonna have to wait and mm -hmm. you know push your way in there and things like that or, or be on the other side of it being sitting there waiting and no, notice oh there's people 
hanging about wanting us and then feeling rushed to get out. So that's all gone. They, they seat you, you don't, you know, they bring you to a table. So they're bringing you when there is a, uh, an area for you to sit in. You don't have to think about that. You don't have to worry about somebody else hovering over you either. For sure. So, so very cool. I like that they did that. Yep, me too. Me too. Uh, also at the Walt Disney World Resort in July, Magic Band Plus debuted right. at the most magical place on earth. So we were able to use Magic Bands in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly the same, but there were some interesting, unique things right. that it br- helped bring about. And um, we we love our Magic Band Plus. Yeah, yeah. Plus is Magic Bands Plus, I guess right. is what it would be. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, again, the plus that they did here is it is a rechargeable. Mm-hmm. You know, which, um, you know, we love the other Magic Bands, and I think Magic Band 2 was this, this, the updated version they had of that, which was fun. And, you know, you could, you know, bling them up and stuff like that, but eventually the batteries would go. And, you know, sometimes you wouldn't know for sure. I mean, we always would have to, like, have backup ones. Like, okay, I, I want to wear this one, but if it doesn't, <laughs> the battery's not working anymore, I have a backup. So I love that th- this version, you charge it. You know when it's charged, so that's really convenient. Um, and like you said, the different uh, experiences now, again, bringing you into the storytelling versus you just being an observer. Right. Um, I, I think is, is really great and fun. Yeah. I love how it interacts with different things throughout the park. Uh, yeah. As you're, you're, you're traveling. For, right. So right. That's really fun. So, so anything else from July? Um, yeah, just, uh, I think you captured most of the things that, but they did have July is the month of Disneyland's anniversary every year. Of course. Um, so it was fun to see them have some new, interesting anniversary food to offer you know like they had um mickey shaped whoopie pie but it uh, that that was it's not just like oh here's a mickey shape it was it was blinged out (laughs) um a birthday waffle that you know that you could have shots in and they had like variety of milks um or alcohol for those of you who are old enough to drink so i thought that was kind of cute um the red rose tavern actually incorporated waltz chili in a dish there with where they had Walt's chili cheese fries. Um, so that had some uh, seasoned fries with the chili on top and cheddar cheese and onions and just so much awesome goodness there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Olga's cantina also celebrated Olga's birthday at that time. And they had some new offerings there. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool that, that they, they provided that. Um, and also, it was the reopening of the Finding Nemo submarine voyage. Oh, yes. That was you know, that month. And again, they upped that. They had uh, reimagined that attraction. You know, they put some more coral, new paint, um, some fresh kelp and seaweed. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, working with updating technology for special effects and lighting in there. Um, but they also added everyone's favorite septopus. Uh, Hake, yes, from Finding Dory. Yeah. So, um, I, again, love that they were able to reopen that, but make it even a better experience, Very better sure. magic for people. Very cool. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah it was, thank uh, you. It was great. Good stuff. Good thank stuff. you. Uh, moving on to August, uh, we had a new 
Disney princess named in mm-hmm. August officially. Uh, Raya from Raya and the Last right. Dragon was officially made, named a Disney princess, and it's always good to add another uh, to that sorority. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well deserved one. That, that yeah. um, that's one of another one of those films that the first time you watch it, you might think, yeah, it's good, but watch it a couple yeah. more times you're like oh yeah it's Love really that great that yeah a very very good movie very mm-hmm. very fun movie for sure um it can be a little dark at times but mm-hmm. it is really really good yeah movie. yeah really enjoy that uh, speaking of something that pe- some people loved, some people didn't so much, but I think we loved it. Uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law debuted mm-hmm. on Disney Plus in August. Uh, you know, I can understand why some people weren't crazy about it. Maybe they just, you know, it, the, the humor didn't strike them right. But I just thought it was campy fun. Right. You know, if you just yeah. took it for what it was. Right. Uh, it was just so different than anything else Marvel had done. I just kind of got a kick out of every episode. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, again, it, it, you know vast difference from Dr. Strange movie. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I think that's what, you know, again, they're, they're trying to um, make sure they're letting everybody enjoy something, uh, you know, within the Marvel universe. Uh, And I agree with you. Some of I could see where some people didn't like it. Um, Personally, we tend to like things that break the fourth wall. And I think they took advantage of that in, in this series as well. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. very meta for yeah, sure. Yeah. There's no question about it. So we enjoyed it again. It's not for everybody, right. but we liked it a lot. Uh, that was all I had for August. Do you have anything for August? Um, I had one other thing for August and that was the return of the Bippity Boppity Boutique oh, in yes. both, um, Disneyland and, Dis- and Walt Disney World. Um, and I, and I really liked that they, you know, upped their their game here by having fairy godmothers apprentices working there uh, to help transform guests Um, but they actually again with the concept of inclusion looked at what is some of the hairstyling and things that they can use with different hair types and that they are were going into uh, additional heroes and heroines to provide a little bit more um, variety of what they were offering guests to be mm-hmm. able to select from. Yeah, so. very cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So moving on to September. Uh, well, September was D23 Expo 2022. Lots of big announcements mm-hmm. made there. Lots of fun. Of course, it's the ultimate Disney fan event, and it looked like it was that again in 2022 wish right. we could have made it unfortunately mm-hmm. we weren't able to because of our move across the yeah. uh, the country here but um I, I i think a lot of people who went had a great time yeah yeah again that was one of those things that you had to buy the tickets uh secure the tickets far in advance um and i think when we bought those tickets we weren't even sure what <laughs> we didn't know where what we florida gonna was going to be <laughs> yeah. or what you know <laughs> The vacation? Well, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, um, we definitely were sad to have yeah. missed that, but it did sound like it was pretty spectacular. We'll be looking forward to D23 Expo 2024. I'm waiting for the announcement on where that's going to be located. Right. We'll hear it. I hope we hear it before uh, Destination D, which is the kind of the in-between right. uh, D23. is a smaller event that takes place every couple of years out at the uh, Contemporary at right. Walt Disney World Resort. Um, maybe we'll hear by then or maybe before then. Yeah, so looking yeah. Looking forward to finding out. Yeah. Um, it was nice that they did stream um, some of the 
yeah. panels and some of the things. So it, w- it was good to be able to at least participate somewhat in that way. For sure. So. Yep. When we did participate in yes. that way. Uh, also in September, Andor from the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe debuted on Disney+. Plus Again, something completely different. This was the show for like, you know, they always talked about, George Lucas would talk about Star Wars was basically focused on uh, on kids, right. you know, that it's it's a space adventure, space western for kids. Right. Um, this was very much an adult, right? Uh, yeah, more. Uh, it probably was not your kid's favorite Star Wars series yeah. for sure, but it might have been the the adults in the household's favorite because that it was really focused on, it and it was really really well done. Yeah, I mean, it was a character that um, you know, I, I think when it came to. Um, Rogue One, you have people who love that movie and people who weren't as interested. Um, but as a character, it was great to see them take one of those characters and really delve into to start understanding. And we've mentioned this with other Star Wars in episodes that we talked about films or some of the shows that they have, uh, the character development and getting to understand, you know, and maybe having a little bit more empathy especially for people who turn to the dark side is to kind of have a little better understanding and not think like, Oh, they were just born a bad seed and that's the path that they went. Mm -hmm. It's just that what in life made that change Mm -hmm. for them. Um, and even though, you know, Andor was a rebel, you know, he, it was still some dark parts of it mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of showed you the grays when it comes to what we consider good and bad. Right. It, it showed you some of the things that people had to do to, you know, to do what they felt was right. Right. Uh, and, right. Uh, and not just from Cassie and Andor, but some of the many people right. he met uh, through along the journey. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to season two once that yeah. uh, comes out because uh, season one was very, very good. Right, right. Uh, also, uh, Disney won 26 primetime Emmy Awards in September. That was yeah. when that took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows like uh, and movies like The Beatles Get Back, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Only Murders in the Building, Abbott Elementary, and a bunch of other shows mm-hmm. uh, won. Also, Chadwick Boseman won an Emmy posthumously uh, yeah. for his voice work on Marvel's What If series. Right. We're really happy that they, he was, you know, he honored. and his family mm-hmm. were be able to be honored yeah. um, in that way. But uh, yeah, it was a big year for uh, Disney television. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, cool, for cool. sure. Uh, that's all I have for September. You got anything else for September? The only other thing I have for September is, you know, the Oogie Boogie Bash at Disneyland returned and... Uh, one of the things that blew our mind away was seeing the the newest villain that they featured there, which was Ernesto de la Cruz. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, from Coco. And, you know, what they did for that character and to, you know, have him present there. And it was phenomenal, phenomenal. to see that. Yeah. yeah. So good. So. I wish we could have seen it in person. Yeah. Yeah. Spectacular. Right. We know how good the Oogie Boogie Bash is. Exactly. From being able to experience it a couple years back. Yeah. Yeah. So glad to see that back, but mm-hmm. glad to see that they, you know, really provided this amazing villain. Yeah. Very so, good. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, moving to October, I only have one thing for you for October, and that was that Magic Band Plus. We talked about its mm-hmm. debut at the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. Well, in October, it was introduced at the Disneyland Resort. This was the first time any magic band of any kind right. 
was at the Disneyland Resort, and it was it was a long time coming. Yes, and uh, so happy that it finally made it there because uh, believe me, it's it, it changes your world when you get to use a magic band when you're right. at the parks. Right. Yeah, that's the only thing I had also for October. Um, you know, but just kind of expanding a little bit more on it. I like you said a long time coming. There have been times that we actually saw the poles that you would scan a magic band in at Disneyland and we're like, oh, it's got to happen every minute. And this was several years ago. And so it's just exciting to see that they, they have that now there. Um, and looking forward to, you know, hopefully just as they've done something over in Batu, is hopefully they're going to be adding something at, um, the the Marvel Land, mm-hmm. so at Avengers Campus. I think uh, that's on. That's that's coming. Yeah. Um. I mean, part of me really wants that. Part of me is like, oh, FOMO. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I do think that it, you know it, it's great that that they're utilizing that now at yeah, Disneyland. Definitely. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, good stuff for sure. So moving to November. And a big thing people have been waiting for finally returned at Disney's Hollywood studio. The Fantasmic mm-hmm. came back with some updated scenes and right. a lot of other new uh, kind of reimagines, refurbished right. uh, items. And uh, people were raving about Fantasmic. I mean, there was, I remember a video of when Fantasmic, the lights dimmed and Fantasmic started. And there was just like from a distance, you heard the crowd erupt. Right, and it just, it brought tears to my yeah. eyes. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even watching the show. And right. Brought, just to see so people so happy that Fantasmic returned. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I, and I I totally get that I, that feeling, that emotion of yes, this is back, and it's because it is something fantastic and spectacular. It's fantastic, it is fantastic. Um, you know, and again, um, as I said already over and over with technology, um, because they have technology now that was just not even in existence mm-hmm. when they first developed that. Um, you know, and even when they did that back then, that was a pretty high uh technology use show um but again with the increase the storytelling changes and you know first of all bringing in some of the newer characters but also featuring you know heroines and so it's it's great that they've brought that part that aspect to the show yeah uh very cool and yeah we are looking forward to we're looking into some possibly doing a dining package coming up here on one of our visits in the near future to check it out for ourselves and see the updated version of phantasmic uh which is exciting yeah Uh, also disney cruise line in november announced the acquisition of the partially completed massive cruise ship the global Mm -hmm. dream we don't know what it's going to be titled as a disney ship once they finish it but uh, it was great to see that they're going to have this brand new ship. That's almost all they've done. They got it for like pennies on the dollar right, for what yeah. it was, would have cost to build a ship of that size from the ground right. up. Uh, so it, it looks like it's going to be moving into the Asian markets once it's done. But I thought that was, that was fantastic news. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, um, it, it is neat seeing some of the art renderings of how they are going to make it you know, look a little bit more consistent on the exterior with their current ships, you know, with the smokestacks, you know, mm-hmm. the red smokestacks and things like that. Um, fun watching uh, them take something that was already kind of, you know, a shell and deciding what to do with that. I, I think that's going to probably in the future be an interesting making of feature of how Disney Imagineers took over something that wasn't Disney 
concept to begin with and how they, they brought that into, you know, um, consistency with the storytelling of the company. Right. It looked like from some of the artwork, the concept artwork for the ship for the other cruise line that was originally, it was being built for, um, that they did have some interesting things in there that I think Disney would embrace, but mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Disney will obviously want to put their own flair to right. it. The Imagineers will get to work on it and, you know, Disney-fy it. Right, and, right. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the end result is when that comes out here in the next couple of years when it's finally done. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I think it gives them another um, medium, again, to be able to bring about different stories and things like that. And again, I think that, um, I keep saying it again, and can again, you, can you edit that out? No, again, can I you can't. Edit that? Um, no, but I, you know, I, I it's it kind of gives them permission to be very different too. I think uh, at least that's what I'm understanding from what, what I've read so far is you know that the, because it's going to be focused on the Asian market and everything like that that you know they can tie in some of the things maybe from the parks that are over there um, and because there are some different in unique characters that are highlighted there more than what you see over in the U S. And so it's, it's great that it's going to have that variety to it. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what becomes of the, what is the global dream now, Mm -hmm. what that ship becomes, what it will be titled and what the end result will be. Right. Right. be really cool. So, uh, also in November, Black Panther Wakanda forever hit the big screen to critical and commercial uh, success to this point. It's made over $800 million just in the box office. We are yet to see it, but we cannot wait. I've been just, I've been so itching to go see it and we are going to be able to go see it very soon. And, um, but we've heard great, great things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're looking forward to the being a probable, uh, feature movie on our cruise too yeah. so i hope to see it before that yeah but yeah yeah but definitely if not, we have, with that yeah. will be our fallback point for right sure. right but yeah it's it's great to um see that story come to life yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, anything else for November? For no, you? I don't. Have that. Okay. I think you covered all of them. Uh, so moving into December, just the month that just passed, um, got a few things for you. Ducktales World Showcase Adventure finally yeah. debuted in Epcot, and we are so excited to get to check it out. Coming up here in the next few weeks because right. uh, that looks so much fun, I and we know. know how much we love the Agent P mm-hmm. uh, adventure. Um, so I'm sure it's going to be very similar and, uh, just another fun way to experience world showcase. Right. I mean, obviously we don't know any of the details yet, so I may be saying something that might not be applicable, but you know, one of the fun things that we saw too about the agent P we may have mentioned this before is how it, you, as you're doing it in some of the, some of the pavilions, it makes something happen physically happen at the pavilion and that other guests are like wowed by like how did that happen or how, did, how yeah. did you do that you yeah. know and and so it's just kind of having that fun um feeling like you you got some control of the behind the scenes right yeah uh so cool can't wait to check yeah. that out here coming up very soon uh, another thing we're looking forward to getting back and checking out again the walt disney world railroad returned mm-hmm. to operation right. just within the last w- little over a week um it, it just you know you can't have Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, whatever, without right. the railroad. And so glad that it's finally back. Yeah, yeah. Being that railroads were such, um, you know, a beloved thing for Walt himself. So it's great to have that back. Uh, again, there I said it again. 
Please edit that one. No, I'm not. (laughs) Um, I like that they, you know, are saying that they stayed true to, you know, the, the, the essence of, you know, what the original was because it was there when the park opened at Walt Disney World. Um, but that they did do some up, updating of the storytelling and the narrator. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I do think it's going to be good to have a, a blend of the nostalgia along with, hey, there's something new to experience mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World, even within the railroad, you know, and we it's funny with people, right? We love the nostalgia. We want things to stay the same, but on the same part of it is like, well, we want something new because otherwise it gets old. So having that blend here um, and, you know, having more storytelling as you're going from land to land Mm -hmm. and being able to experience something uh, a, a little new about, about it, but still have that essence, that base of the nostalgia. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. Love the railroad and glad it's back. Just just the sound of the whistle. Even if I'm not riding on it, it just it makes the park. It makes yeah. the kingdom. It makes Disney. Right, Magic, right. You know, yeah. Very cool. Uh, finally, in December, uh, the long-awaited sequel, Avatar The Way of Water, finally was released in theaters, and it's become a smash hit. I'll have more of that in the Disney stories of the week coming up. But uh, uh, people say it's just an absolutely gorgeous movie. Again, yeah. another one that we haven't seen yet, right. but we're looking forward to checking out, if, yeah. if nothing else, uh, aboard uh, our Disney cruise. Right, right. Very cool. Anything else for December? No, I think you captured everything that I had. So that's it. Looking back at the year that was, it was a it was a really good year yeah, for Disney. There was, of- you, you heard it. We've been talking for way too long about all the good <laughs> stuff that happened for Disney in 2022. And we know there's just going to be even more great stuff coming up in 2023. As I said, so much great stuff that happened in 2022. Yeah. We've talked for way too long yeah. about it. So I'm going to breeze through the Disney stories of the week because there really wasn't a much uh, this week. Obviously, with the holidays, I don't mm-hmm. think Disney put a lot out right. there this week. But I did have a couple things for you. Uh, start with a blockbuster film reached a huge milestone this week. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about it. This from the Walt Disney Company, uh, a press release from them. They said 20th Century Studios and Lightstorm Entertainment's Avatar, The Way of Water, has surpassed $1 billion globally after just 14 days at the box office when this came out. It became the uh, fastest release to cross that box office threshold since Spider-Man No Way Home in December of 2021 and the fastest in 2022. Mm. Uh, The epic adventure from visionary filmmaker James Cameron is the sixth film ever to cross $1 billion in its first two weeks of release and the fourth Disney release to do so. So, you know, pandemic, whatever, um, you know, whether people are going to the theaters or not, they are going apparently globally to go see uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does look spectacular when you look at trailers or just other little snippets here and there on social media or whatever. It does look phenomenal. And, you know, he, again, hearing... I need to, like, have one of those bands that snap when I say that word. Um, when <laughs> watching the making of or, you know, some of these behind-the-scenes stories or seeing some of the interviews of the cast or of the actors um it it does look like it was an amazing and incredible 
making of, you right. know, like how they actually learned how to hold their breath for all, quite a long time so that they could do that filming underwater. And it's just it, it took incredible. so many years for that, um, that movie to finally hit the screen. You yeah. know, and people were wondering if it was ever going to actually happen. Right. Even so. some of the actors like, right. Hey, it's been, you know, several years now what's going on. So for it actually to come to fruition and now it being another smash hit again, just mm-hmm. as avatar was right. the original, uh, it's really, really great to see. Uh, I passed uh, Jurassic world, uh, Dominion to become the number two release of 2022 already. Wow. I mean, that's how, you know, just in a couple of weeks. Uh, and the number three release of the pandemic area, inter- era internationally, uh, it's closing in on Top Gun Mavericks, $770 million. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's doing well. Um, seems like it's a long movie, but it looks like yeah. a gorgeous movie. Yeah. For sure. yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to checking it out for ourselves very soon. Very soon. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, going to uh, the Marvel Universe, sort of, um, a, a legend, actually a Disney legend, will be remembered in documentary set to hit Disney Plus in just a few months. Uh, this from Marvel.com. They say, in a celebration Wednesday of legendary Stan Lee's 100th birthday, what wow. would have been his 100th birthday, uh, it was announced that a documentary on the life of Stan Lee will be coming to Disney Plus sometime in 2023. That's cool. Yeah. It will celebrate his legacy as the co creator of such legendary characters as Spider Man, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Black Panther, The Incredible Hulk, X Men, Thor, Silver Surfer, Ant Man, Nick Fury, and The Avengers, and hundreds more. Um, Look, he's he is Marvel. Right. Know? I mean, you know, as much as Jack Kirby or some of the right. other various artists and writers mm-hmm. and everything else, uh, you know, he was the face of Marvel. Yes. There's no question about yeah. it. And of course, all the cameos and all the films. Right. right. Um, we got a chance to bump into him once at Comic Con. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. just to see him out right. in the wild. Being his presence. Say, yeah, <laughs> yes. Making a cameo in our own lives, right. you know. But. Uh, uh, really, really cool. No official release date yet for that uh, documentary, but um, excited to see it. Yeah, can't wait. For sure. Uh, finally, one more quick story came out this week. This was from, actually, it came from a recap on the D23 website of kind of looking all the things they're looking forward to right. in 2023. And it was kind of a very small blurb, but it was a very important blurb. They said a new reimagined version of Happily Ever After. <laughs> yes, the fireworks spectacular is going to be coming to the Magic Kingdom sometime in 2023. I think we're all yeah, very excited. Right. For we love Happily Ever After very much. Personally, as yeah. we Michelle talked about earlier, it, it it struck a chord with us. We got to be there luckily. Um when they when uh Jordan Fisher and right. Angie Keelhauer, who are the, the singers of the song, um performed for us right. after the uh, the showing of it. Right. Um, and it's just always been a show that really touched our hearts. And I know it's the same for many of you out there. And we don't know for sure if this is going to be like a, the show again with some new scenes right. or if it's going to be like a completely reimagined version of right. happily ever after. But either way, uh, we're excited to see what the Imagineers come up with for this show. Yeah. And that yeah. song to be blaring again because we love that song. Right. Yeah. I think that song is just phenomenal and um, special. And yeah, you know, it's funny because everybody does have their personal favorite of fireworks shows, um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of things come into play to that for us we had a magical moment and it was when we did one of the, like the dessert party. So we had a great location too. And, you know, and, and so I think that's, what's wonderful about 
Disney and the parks is you can have these personal experiences that make something special. And hopefully this new, uh, whether it's reimagined completely or mildly or whatever, but hopefully it brings joy to a lot of people. Right. And Happily Ever After was undefeated at making me cry every single (laughs) time I saw it. Um, and I'm sure that the new reimagined version, however it is, whether right. it's uh, just you know slightly changed from the original or whether it's completely new, will have the same effect on me. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. For yep. sure. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because, you know, <laughs> you heard a little bit of it. She does the best research. Yeah. <laughs> she has the best lists. But one thing she definitely has is the very best tips. Mm. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. So my tip, this is actually one I used uh, earlier in 2022. I couldn't say early in this year because we're in the new year. Um, But I just felt like it's worth repeating because I think at the beginning of the year, that's when a lot of either people are at the parks celebrating or planning a trip to the parks. And um, it's just to remind you, you know how you can get those free I'm celebrating buttons and you can, you know, personalize it yourself to put on it. But what's a really fun way to make it even more special and, and have it be more of a special souvenir is you can take that to the uh, ye old Christmas shop at Ma- the Magic Kingdom and just for a couple bucks have it personalized by a Disney artist. And, you know, that way it's, you know, I'm not criticizing everybody, anybody's artwork. Some probably are just as talented or maybe more so. But if you're not, if you're like us and you want to have a special keepsake um, to remember your trip, then that's an easy way to do it. And it doesn't cost that much. The pin is free. The personalization is, I think, like three bucks or something like that. Um, you know, and you can have something that's really memorable. Right. Especially if it's for a really super special occasion that you're there for. So very good. That's a great tip. Michelle's tips. Always the best (laughs) tips. Uh, My tip for this week, it's very simple. We've run long, so I'm just going to go really quickly for this. Look, we're into a new year here. Look ahead. Look forward. Let's all be positive. Let's have some good things in 2023. Enjoy the year. Get out there. Enjoy your times in the park. Enjoy your times with family. Have a great time. Be positive and share that positivity with others because it's really, really rewarding as I think we feel from doing this show week in and week out. Yes, and if you're positive with others, it, it pays you back instantly yep. to, to know that you provided joy to somebody else. Agreed, agreed. So that's it for this week. Next week, well, it's been a while since we've done a music-focused episode, mm. and we know you love those. <laughs> so we're going to do another one finally this week. And since we're, again, going into a new year, we thought we'd share maybe our five favorite Disney songs that will inspire you in the new 2023 year. So, you know, we've done inspirational songs in the past, but it's been a while. We're going to look maybe at that list and, you know, find some new ones that we can add to it, change them around a little bit and inspire your positive 2023. Yeah. And we hope to hear from you all of what songs do you find that are inspiring um, whether just inspiring at the moment or, you know, getting, getting you to think of something differently. But uh, yeah, I think it, I'm excited about the topic. Yeah, it's uh, always fun. Our music episodes are always so much fun yeah. to do and you love them. And so that's we why we like that. to do them. Yeah. 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 So. As for today, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. So the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook 
Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Lots of fun there. Also, we have some more stuff coming for you on our YouTube channel in 2023. So you're going to want to join us there. Subscribe to us. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. And you'll know whenever those new videos start rolling out. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And if you really want to help support this uh, podcast, which we appreciate those of you who are already done that, is um, we do have our Patreon uh, category. You can go to our website and find different categories there. Uh, we really appreciate those of you who are, have already subscribed to help support this show. Um, and if you want to support us in a non-monetary way, but still very much appreciated is uh, giving us a five-star review is definitely something that's helpful. Very well said. I'll leave it just at that because all those words are true. Thank Michelle you. always speaks the truth. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.